Moving to Italy, actually, I felt I was getting closer to them, even though the distance was, was greater, far greater, you know, I wasn't seeing them every weekend as I was. But actually, technology, I think, has, has certainly helped uh, me connect more with, with, my, with my kids as well. I mean, my son, you know, we're, we're competing every week on, uh, on the Xbox, uh, playing FIFA and, you know, chatting online. This is the podcast where you meet people who are not similar on the surface. They're not on magazine covers, and they all have different jobs. But like all of us, they've made big choices and ponder the big questions. Learn what makes them tick and what we all share as fellow human beings. This is Get to Know an Average Joe. Today's guest on Get to Know an Average Joe is Adam Lloyd. We are meeting in Stockholm, but you are visiting from Italy. But as soon as you open your mouth, we're going to discover something else about you, Adam. I'm sure you will. Thank you very much. Yes, as you can tell, I'm uh, English. (laughs) (laughs) We meet a lot of expats on Get to Know an Average Joe. So what was your journey from growing up in England and now in your X decade of life, you are in Italy? I am, yes. Uh, I mean, I've been with Ericsson now since uh, 1997, I think, so a long time, a long time. But, I mean, that journey now has sort of taken me through Ericsson's history as well, and we've gone through from, you know, the, the, the mobile phone era through to where we are now. But the last five years, yes, I've been based in uh, sunny Rome, which has been uh, an amazing experience for me. Opportunity came up uh, to continue doing what I love doing, which is internal comms dabbling with some social media as well so a little bit of external communications there as well but uh, no the opportunity came for me and I think it was a, it was the right time for me as well in my career to try and, and do something new and start afresh but like really start afresh. So tell us more about that because you had not lived anywhere outside of England before moving to Italy. I mean what did you know about Italy before you took off? Uh, Yes, it was the first time. This is the first time I've worked abroad, uh, worked and lived abroad. So it was a a huge challenge for me to understand, okay, what am I going to get myself into here? I mean, this is a new culture, new language, uh, new country, new colleagues. Okay, the the job is is more or less the same, but and that was that was okay. Um, It's kind of a journey you expect people to take in their 20s. You were already past 40, may I say. I am. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm the right side of fifty at the moment, so that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, for me, it was a kind of a new challenge. I knew nothing about Italy as a country other than what we all know. You know, pizza, pasta, great food, great wine, uh, and the weather's great. And that appealed to me, of course, leaving London and the grey skies of uh, of the UK. But uh, of course, I mean, within within the world, we we work in here with Ericsson. I mean, I knew a lot of colleagues there, uh, in Italy as well, so spoke to them, and yeah, I got the chance to go down there and meet some of the team before I, I made the decision to go. And uh, I, ever since then, I, I've not looked back. I mean, I've, it's been a huge learning experience, and as you point, rightly point out, you know, from a, for a forty plus year old man to learn a new language as well is is tough, but I've managed it, and I'm quite pleased and proud that I can. Uh, get by and, and live quite nicely now and speaking to all the locals in, in, in Italian quite quite good. So are you a late bloomer? For me actually yes. I am I am very much last minute dot com person. Um, you know, holidays, vacations, anything, I always tend to arrange last minute. So it's kind of who I am as well. I, I, I just do things on the spur of the moment. And this was one of those spur of the moment um, decisions really. I mean there were a few uh, 
happenings going on within the office. I mean, we were going through a, a tough period six, seven years ago, you know, so um, that I just wanted to do something completely different. And, and it, it was a great opportunity to come to, to Rome. It's a fantastic city. Is there somewhere else in the world you could imagine living? Oh, that's a tough one now, especially after five years in Italy. I, I, you know, I, I would struggle to find somewhere as nice as where I am at the moment. You know, it doesn't matter where you go. You can be the, the lone Englishman in amongst uh, Italians. But, you know, I think uh, I've integrated very well, I think, not only in, the, in business life, but personal life as well. Integrated within the, the community where I live, you know, got to know a lot of the, the restaurant owners, of course. And <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about your relationship to food. How has the lone Englishman adopted to Italian food culture? You know what? I actually found myself the first few weeks or first few months. I actually lost a lot of weight you know, moving to it. Were you missing brown sauce? Like, what did you miss? <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't the case of what I was missing, but what I was uh, able to enjoy. And I think, you know, the, the Italian diet, and the, the food, the way they cook, uh, the simplicity of uh, the ingredients. You know, I actually found myself losing weight because I was eating healthier, even though it didn't sound like I was. You know, pasta and pizza, you know, you think, wow, you must be putting on so much, so much weight. But but actually, no, you know, it's cooked in the right way. It's it's handmade. It's just fantastic. So, of course, over the years, I've uh, <laughs> maybe eaten a bit more, so I've put on those extra pounds. But <laughs> now I'm back to where I was originally. But, uh, no, I think, you know, the food, I love, I mean, I love food. Uh, I'm not a particularly great cook, but uh, as I say, living in Italy, you can't not enjoy the the food that's on offer. Uh, How has your family benefited from Italian cuisine? Uh, well, my, my son now, who's 16, almost 17, he's actually uh, studying to be a chef. So that's one of the, the changes I think that's happened. He's taken an interest in, in food and actually one of his uh, exams recently was to cook and prepare an Italian three-course meal. So of course he turned to his father for some advice. Uh, and practice sessions, I guess. And practice sessions as well. I mean, last year we had uh, we had a, a great meal at one of our favorite restaurants uh, up in the hills above Rome, and he managed to get a, a couple of hours lesson as well from the from the owners and the, and the chefs there as well. So they they taught him a lot, and uh, yeah, he passed with his his exams with flying colors. So that was really good to see. Well, everyone else in the family, of course. I mean. They're, the holiday period comes around and everyone's looking to come to me rather than me going anywhere else. So I'm hosting a lot of family and friends now in, in Rome. and Because uh, your kids are still based in England. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, and they still live in England. My daughter's 21, so she has a career uh, going as well in, in England as a teacher. So yeah, they're, they're still based there. But they, of course, life in Italy is appealing for most people. So they, they, they travel out here as often as they can and uh, they take part of uh, the enjoyment of, of food as I do. I tend to enjoy my life over here. Can you describe how your role as a dad changed once you went to Italy and they stayed in England? It was a tough, tough decision as well. I mean, I've been divorced for for many years. So, I mean, my kids were living with my with, with the ex-wife with their mother, but I mean, moving to Italy actually uh, it was kind of a big change because I, I felt I was getting closer to them, even though the distance was was greater, far greater. You know, I wasn't seeing them every weekend as I was. But actually, technology played a, a big part. I mean, you know, I enjoy. I'm a tech freak. I mean, I'm a geek in terms of 
gadgets and everything, you know, so uh, my credit card is always... Just here in this room, we were talking about the equipment used to record this podcast, and you actually, you just used Trump me on all of the equipment and the goodies that you have compared to what this simple podcast has. Yes, I'm sorry about that, but... No, don't be sorry, it's okay, it's just, you do love your toys. I do love my toys, and that, you know, technology, I think, has is, is certainly helped uh, me connect more with, with my with my kids as well. I mean, my son, you know, we're, we're competing every week on, uh, on the Xbox, playing FIFA and you know chatting online uh, FaceTiming as well you know each weekend or as often as we can we have we use all the social media applications as well to communicate and share photos of what's going on and you know so so life in that way has actually got it's kind of improved the technology has helped you know family life for me at least getting closer to to my kids as well so uh, I kind of had an aha moment like that with with my son we were talking about whenever he might have kids and he's only 12 so hopefully it's a long ways away but I asked him do you want us your parents to live close to you when you have kids and his grandparents all live in the U.S. and he said no you should live far away so it's an adventure when you know when my kids go see their grandparents and I thought that was such a nice way of showing you know how kids don't question what they have right now. In fact, they like it the way it is because they can't compare. And you have made it through these usually pretty turbulent teen years with the help of technology and distance. Yes, exactly. No, I think it's it's helped greatly. And I think, you know, you're right. I think that even probably my kids, hopefully I, I speak on behalf of them now, but hopefully they've, they also see the benefit that technology has played. I mean, of course, there's nothing, you can't take away the, the face-to-face, you know, and, they, and as I say, when they, when they come to Italy, you know, when the time we spend there, you know, we enjoy what, it, what Italy has to offer as well. You know. Do you fight when you get face-to-face? No, we don't fight at all, actually. No, no, not often. I mean, we fight over, you know, who's, choosing the, which food and which toppings to have on the pizzas and things but uh, no I mean and my daughter is of course you know she's at the age now where she loves uh, just going out and chilling out and tanning and shopping as well in the streets of Rome so I mean you know everything there is to be enjoyed in life and I think you know all of us uh, take that opportunity really. But there must be something normal about their teenage years really are you just getting them on their best behavior or are there teenage struggles? Yes, there are teenage struggles, of course. And, you know, I mean, uh, when it comes to uh, partners, girlfriends, boyfriends and things, you know, they're they're going through struggles uh, in life in that respect as well. And, uh, you know, so they're going through changes as well, you know, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly. I needed to hear that you were normal, right? Absolutely, yes, I am normal. <laughs> I'm a n- Adam living in paradise, enjoying the best food and the best relationship with his kids. That's exactly that yes. Sums you up. But it sums me up. My very closely, <laughs> you've hit the nail on the head there. So, <laughs> but no, I think mean, you know that the kids are going through struggles, and it's good that they can they can you know we talk uh, about some of the things happening as well in their life. I mean. As I say, with my son going through the the later years now of his school, so he's going going through a lot, a lot of exams and making decisions about where to go for his further education and things, you know. So we talk about that and the opportunities he has, and you know, I even speak to friends and colleagues as well in in Rome about the opportunities for you know potentially an English chef, you know, where's the best place to learn, and you know, of course, the Italian cuisine, you know, offers a lot of benefits to having uh, to, to, for that as a career so I mean you know things are looking good at the moment sure. sure and what about yourself you mentioned earlier so I'm going to bring it back is that you said you're on the right side of 50 how do you imagine yourself as you age 
Oh, I hope I well. Yes, the right side of 50, so I'm 46 now. Um, I, I really find myself not aging. I mean, I'm still kind of 18 at heart. And, you know, if you ask most of my friends and, and family, they probably still see me as the, the 18. You know, I'm always the, as I say, the gadget freak, the one who's just playing around. And, you know, I, so I, I will always try to be, you know, the, I'm just a big kid, really. I mean, I love toys and gadgets. Uh, I love life. I, I hopefully that that doesn't change. So. Do you notice a culture difference in the attitude towards aging, England versus Italy? I guess a, a little bit, maybe yes. I mean, the Italians certainly, when it comes to aging, I mean, there's a there's a huge family culture in Italy. I mean, they 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 love family. I mean, kids are welcome everywhere. Even dogs are welcome in shopping centres and restaurants in Italy as well, which is you would you wouldn't see that in England. But uh, you know. It's such an inclusive environment and there's a real kind of respect for, for their elders as well. You know, I mean, as, as you're probably aware, you know, everyone's mama, you know, has the best recipe for the, the pizza sauce or the pasta sauce or whatever. Um, and it's like that, you know, and I found that being in Italy as well. It's just such a welcoming uh, environment. I've been made to feel part of their family, many families actually, you know, <laughs> invited around for dinner very often by friends and neighbours uh, in the community. And I think that's something that I really appreciate, probably more so than I ever ever saw in uh, in England. I mean, in England, it's, you know, even where I lived, you don't necessarily, necessarily know, you know, the name of the guy that lives in two doors down from you yeah. or the the woman that's running the, running the local corner shop, uh, you know. Uh, but over here in Italy, it's life is completely different. I mean, they're very welcoming in that respect. So hopefully that doesn't change. And uh, I, I will continue to live life as uh, as full as I can be, even if it is after 50 as well. But, <laughs> there are many, many years after 50 to enjoy. Exactly, there is. I, but uh, we'll probably just won't mention the number then after that. No, think, so. let's not. Let's not. One of your passions is photography. What themes come out in your photography and why? Yeah, um, it has been a passion for me. I mean, my father is a photographer by tra- a trade as well, so it kind of runs in the family. Um, spent many years as a, as a small child work, you know, with my with my father at, uh, at the side of sometimes of uh, local football pitches, taking pictures for the local newspaper with him. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my early involvement in photography, but it's always been there and I've always been had a great interest in photography. But not necessarily the kind of photography that everyone takes. You know, if I go to a, like a sporting a, event. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't take the normal kind of landscape photographies. That, you know, if you go to a city and take the, the standard picture of the Colosseum, that's the Colosseum, yes. But I tried to look for the kind of alternative view of, of, of the city life as well. And I like to see the kind of candid reactions. And yeah, one of the, my passions is, is football as well. So I've been afforded since my time in Italy as well, certainly, to be working closely with uh, AS Roma Football Club. I, when I first went there to one of the first games, I, t- I took my camera and started taking a few pictures, not of the match, of the game, of the players, but actually of the, of the fans and the supporters and the colour and the atmosphere. And trying to capture that is different to what everyone else captures. You know, everyone can go and take a picture of the Francesco Totti. Yeah, I have a friend who refers to that as where the tripod marks are. You just go where the tripod marks are and you take that picture and then you leave. Exactly. But I try to try and I turn the camera around. So I, I want to see the expressions, the passion on people's faces, you know, the color of the atmosphere. And and for me also, the, the, the football game in Italy is completely different in terms of the atmosphere you see in England. I mean, there's, yes, there's a lot of smoke and flares and 
flags as big as a house you know there's it's a huge uh event to go to a full match in italy and you know i i love that color but also actually i love the black and white as well i think you also from a from a perspective of of seeing without color you can kind of imagine the color and i think that's what really gets me going is is kind of thinking what this person is uh, supporting and how what they're shouting, what they're supporting the team. You know, I think that's a really kind of a different angle that I try to take with my photography. But stills, okay, so that's interesting that you say imagine what they're shouting because you're also a videographer, you also make videos. So what are the differences when you're behind the camera? What do you capture in a video camera and what do you capture in a still camera? I mean, the, the video camera, I mean, I don't do that many videos, you know, outside of the, the work kind of environment on video. Uh, it's more photography that I tend to do on the videos. But, I mean, when it comes to video, what, I mean, what I do love is, is looking around and seeing what other people are doing. I mean, you know, I think you can never know enough. You can never learn enough. You know, rather, even if you're just shooting talking heads and interviews with uh, managers, which we do a lot, you know, I always try to look around at, you know, how can we do things differently or just a little bit more creatively to, to you know engage the the viewer so you can be stylish in a corporate video it's, it's it's possible absolutely you can be stylish i think then we and that's something that i always tried to you know tell the team my team as well we tried to learn from each other we look around a lot at uh, various news shows on the tv or video uh, bloggers and things you know we look at to see what other people are doing it and there you can there's a lot of uh, scope to be different but still get this, the same message across so that's kind of my philosophy with that photography I mean yeah you capture a moment I mean and and I think that can tell a lot more I mean uh, you know they say a, a picture tells a thousand words and it's right I mean what those thousand words are vary from whoever's looking at the photo and I think that's what you know, I aimed as well. When people look at some of my photos, I, I want them to try and, you know, for them to tell the story of what they see and how what they feel as well. So, And where do we go look for Adam Lloyd's photos? I share a few of my photos on uh, Instagram, of course. Adam Lloyd uh, is my username there. Um, on Flickr as well, I publish a, a few there. But uh, you can also check the official AS Roma website. There's been a couple of uh, features there with me as well where I've shared some of my 10 best images from my time in Italy as well with them so that's been that's got a few hits as well which they sh- they shared and and uh, tweeted out to their millions of followers that must have been a good day for you it was a good day actually yeah I mean I've had a couple, <laughs> a couple of good days you know when when suddenly your phone starts buzzing like hell it's like wow what's going on and we realize uh, ah Roma people are sending you congratulations exactly well, yeah but right. you know realize Roma who have something like seven million followers on Twitter suddenly you know tag you in a post and you think wow <laughs> that's fun so, that's a good day. Describe one of your best days, and this can be in any context, in any place in the world. Well, I think my a uh, best day for me is just is really doing nothing. I mean, it's it's none of the above. I mean, everything we've been talking about now, it's it's kind of none of that above. I just when I switch off, that's it. I switch off. I mean, I put the camera down. I put the phone down. I I could be uh, just on a deck chair on a beach, or, or even just sitting on the on the terrace. And, at home or, or somewhere but just completely switching off and uh, relaxing and I think that's what you know I don't often get chance to do that so when I do that that's probably for me is the is my best day just to switch off from everything Adam thank you for joining get to know an average Joe thank you very much Tony that's Adam Lloyd on everything from being a geek to being a parent to being a colleague at Ericsson thanks for your conversation Adam next time on get to know an average Joe a Swede through and through, or is he? 
I'm sort of belonging in some places, and I can feel that in Sweden too. Sometimes I feel that I belong here, but mostly I'm a traveler passing through, I guess. Göran Vidham, next time. Thanks for listening, and now, if you'll excuse me,